On today's Locked On Nationals, we've got some big news regarding the Baltimore Orioles. Not big news, but what could be big news potentially. I'll get you up to speed after this. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you all for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. And of course, I'm your host, Ryan Clary. You can catch me over on Twitter at RyanClary11 and as well as the show page at LO underscore Nationals. For all your latest Nationals news and notes, just make sure to check us out over on X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it nowadays. So later on in today's show, we've got an interesting perspective on Joey Gallo. Not going to lead you there just yet, but I think Joey Gallo could have a bigger impact on this team than what you may be thinking currently. I've got a Yankees fan, a good friend of mine, who I think has got a little bit of a different perspective, but he's got some knowledge on Joey Gallo. We'll discuss that a little bit later on in today's show. Then second segment, just kind of getting back into the learner ownership group. We all know what has been happening. We know what has been transpiring over the last really almost two years at this point. What's going to happen? An opinion, if Masson were to be settled out, which we all know the issues there that we're going to get into in the first segment, if Masson was settled, do we want the learners to sell? I've got a different perspective on that as well for that second segment. But again, we're going to get started on some relatively Pretty big news regarding the Nationals. They're not news. I should not say it's news because it's not really news just yet. But more importantly, it's kind of something that could be leading to better days ahead for this Washington Nationals team. I'll tell you what that is after we tell you guys about our friends at FanDuel. And today's episode is always brought to buy, brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets for your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on to get started and we're going to get started here today with kind of discussing this big picture kind of newsy stuff with the Orioles if you aren't aware already the Baltimore Orioles will be selling to David Rubenstein used to be in the running for the Nationals when they were going to be selling which they still kind of are selling but he was in the running with Ted Leonsis as well and they were going to be partnered taking the Nationals buying the Nationals and then who knows what would have been happening after that since then he has moved on. Ted Leonsis has also moved on. And then David Rubenstein has bought the Baltimore Orioles, which also has lead to him buying Masson, Mid-Atlantic Sports Network. And if you aren't aware just yet, Masson has always been this big debacle in D.C. Masson has been kind of the thorn in the thigh of the Washington Nationals for quite some time now. And the reason why that is, is because going back to 2005, when the Nationals got in town, or 2004, whichever year it was at this point, when they got into town, Baltimore was also part of D.C. If you're watching and if you're above the age of 25, 30 years old, you grew up an Orioles fan. I grew up an Orioles fan. And once the nation's capital got a team here, it was the obvious answer to go over to the Nationals. I'm from Virginia, Northern Virginia resident. been here my entire life. I claim D.C. That is what I root for. So now with all this said, it came out today from Matt Wyrick, our old buddy, from NBC Sports Washington, is now writing with you-know-who, the Baltimore banner up in Baltimore now, has moved up there. 
And most importantly, this is now kind of moving on to something to where the Nationals may be having one of the best years in quite some time, since 2019 by far. The Orioles have, hold, have held the majority ownership of Masson for the entirety of the Nationals' time here. With Masson now being sold to David Rubenstein, it has opened up plenty of opportunities for what could be happening. Because again, the Nationals have always been kind of cut short when it comes to money on their end. You are a top 10 TV market in all of baseball. That is not something to be decided on by anyone else. That is what it is. I believe it is the seventh biggest market, TV market, in all of baseball. That just kind of goes to show you the kind of money that they should be generating in which baseball games would have broadcasted 162 games. Think of all the money. Think of all the viewership that baseball gets. That is one of their main sources of income that the Nationals just simply have not had for quite some time now. Now you get back on this process here in which the Nationals, they could take advantage of it. They could go this route and they could just simply make more money off of it if things were to transpire. Now, here's the big thing about this. Matt Weirich wrote this story, again, who has moved up to Baltimore, now covering the Orioles, used to be covering the Nationals here. And in this big story, he kind of dropped some news about Rob Manfred down at the owner's meeting. And this is a quote from directly from Rob Manfred when asked about the structure of Mid-Atlantic Sports Network and as well as kind of what it could mean for the Nationals and their rights and their TV deal rights. Quote, change always produces opportunity, Manfred said during a news conference at the Four Seasons Hotel following the quarterly owner's meetings. Quote, we'll see. We'll see. If you're a Nationals fan right now, you've got to be ecstatic. You just simply have to be ecstatic because this is kind of the thing that has always held back the Nationals and which has kind of held back the Nationals from selling as a whole as well. One of these things, if you look at the Dodgers, obviously you're in LA, you're in a massive market there that reaches millions and millions of people. You're up in New York with the Mets and the Yankees. That broadcast reaches millions and millions of people as well. The Nationals, they aren't on that level, but they're also considered a very big market considering they're in the top 10 in all of baseball. Number seven or number eight, I believe, in all of baseball. So if you were to talk about just all the things kind of holding back this national sale and what could be happening, number one is the Man Atlantic Sports Network. If the Nationals were to get freed from this deal, it opens up an entire world of possibilities to come. And a lot of those different things, number one, it opens up the sale of a team because this is what has held back the Nationals. Back when the Nationals, the Lerner family and specifically, back in 2022 when they first announced that they were exploring a sale, a lot of people always kind of thought it was going to be a done deal. I still think at some point in time they could be selling the team, but still, two years later at this point, there's really been no movement. There's been an offer by Ted Leonsis, but at this time, you just have to think it's been declined. The Lerner family, they've always been smart business people. They're billionaires. They're smart. Whatever we want to say about it, they're smart people. What has been happening for nearly 10 plus years fighting in court over annual right fees with the Mid-Atlantic Sports Network and with the Angelos family, that is no more. This has opened up the possibility for a whole different generation of nationals, really just TV rights and earned revenue, and which could then go into this baseball operations here, which has been lacking over the last few years. Because think of it this way, a top 10 market in all of baseball. Your payroll should generally be in the top 10, which it was for a majority of the 2010s there. But since then, kind of over the last few years post-pandemic, you all know what the kind of deal has been. 
The Lerner family has not necessarily spent their money, and they have not spent their money in the best ways possible. They have been behind in a lot of different ways as far as payroll goes. And ultimately, this kind of stems, in my opinion, mostly from this mass and debacle. Some people like to say, well, they don't spend their money. They don't do it. And it's like, yes, they don't. But also, why? Why haven't they spent their money? The Mid-Atlantic Sports Network is why they have not, in my opinion, spent their money in the best way possible. So going forward now, if the Angelos, or David Rubenstein rather now, who now owns the Mid-Atlantic Sports Network, there is a whole different room of possibilities for what could come now. Because again, nearly 10 plus years fighting in court. The Nationals, they are owed a certain amount of money in which really Talknats put this out perfectly. He wrote in his blog today, it's like supplementing a free $10 million out of the Nats pocket if you do the math. It's not right. And again, that was from Talk Nats there. Good nugget there. That is not good. That is not good by any stretch of the imagination as far as any owner of any sort of team. Think about it. The $10 million may not be seeming like that much if you're a billionaire, but still, they sh- the Orioles in this case, in which Talk Nats also noted in this, They've been overpaid by $30 million a year because of that quote-unquote equal annual payment clause that the Nats own 33% of massive. When you are a massive market like D.C. compared to Baltimore, you're getting less revenue than the Orioles. Something's not right here. Baltimore is not a big market. It's one of the smallest markets in all of baseball. The reason why they haven't been spending money? Well, you're a small market team. Compared to the rest of baseball, you're probably going to be in the bottom better lower half of spending money. Not the Nationals in this case. That is why it's a bigger problem here than what it is in Baltimore. People can talk about, oh, the Orioles don't spend. Well, you're a smaller market team. Here in D.C., you're supposed to be spending the money. We have not had that. And I think with this now hopefully being settled at some point in time, this could open up many different possibilities, which number one, the Lerner family and the Nationals, they get the money that they are owed. That is number one. And also number two, this could open up a sale of the team once again. And the learners, they didn't sell in the first place because they weren't getting an offer in which they felt was the right value for this team. They're looking for the mid-twos, what Steve Cohen bought the Mets for back in the day. And with 2024, you could probably get that for the Washington Nationals. Who knows if they can, but still, they could probably get that done at this moment in time. So now it kind of opens up this discussion here, in which I kind of want to get into. We've kind of discussed this over and over again, if you're an everydayer, you've probably listened to this before. Opinion. If the Nats and Masson and the Orioles get resolved, if, if Masson were to sell, if the Nationals were to finally get the right revenue and maybe were to bounce and go to Monumental Sports Network or name that local TV, what would happen? And if they were, should the team still sell? We'll discuss that, and I'll tell you my opinion on the Lerner family after we tell you guys about our good friends over at Ibotta. And guys, when we talk about Ibotta, you need to know that the new year for many people means resolutions save money. So stop shopping without getting anything in return and start getting cash back on every purchase you make with Ibotta. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. So you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing, and the average Ibotta user earns $145 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip 
But that flight that you've been eyeing, that game you're trying to go to, or the fancy dinner that you've been craving, other apps give you points that don't amount to much. But with Ibotta, just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you get real cash. You can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKEDONMLB when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code Locked on MLB. That's I B O T T A in the Google app, Google Play or App Store, and use code Locked On MLB. And now we get back into it as the Nationals. Big news could be coming down the pipe here, maybe eventually here. If the Nas Nassin Nationals Orioles kind of debacle that has been over the last decade plus were to be resolved, should the Nationals and the Lerner family still sell the team? It's a tricky question. Here's let's start this out first. I think the Lerner family, they're not great owners. That's something that I'm not going to argue. They are not good owners by any means. But here's also the thing about it. I don't think they're as bad as people seem here. Maybe I'm just a beaten down Commanders fan because you all know Dan Snyder has been in town for quite some time. He's now out. We're used to bad ownership here. I understand that point of it. But here's the thing. If the Nationals were to sell, you don't really know what you could be getting into. And if the Nationals were to sell, who is in the running? David Rubenstein was in the running at one point as long as Ted Leons is going to be his partner. But I don't think David Rubenstein probably would have gone solo and bought the Nationals himself and taken total team control here. I don't think that would have been the case. I don't think that would have ever been the case with him. That is why he would partner with Ted Leonsis, which kind of brings us to another conversation. Let's just say this. If the Nationals were to sell today, it's safe to assume that it's probably going to be Ted Leonsis from everything that we have heard. If you're a Washington fan, a Wizards fan, or a Capitals fan, you may have mixed opinions on him. Certainly right now, Ted Leonsis is in a little bit of hot water as far as Washington goes, and fans from the Capitals and the Wizards as he could be moving the teams to Virginia. But here's the ultimate thing, though. Is he a better ownership group than the learners at this point? Maybe. You could make that case a little bit. But also, on the other hand, he doesn't have to deal with Masson. He hasn't had to deal with the Angelos family over the years. Baltimore doesn't have an NBA team. They don't have a hockey team. It's always been theirs. That Baltimore market is the Wizards, and it is the Capitals as well. There's a lot of different things that kind of go into this issue here. Now, the thing is, with the learners, what has been happening over the last few years has been unacceptable. Put it that way. It's been unacceptable. Not spending, not having guys. When you have Juan Soto, Bryce Harper, Anthony Rendon, Trey Turner, all these stars that you have bred yourself, Juan Soto, I don't even know if I mentioned him in that case there. All these stars that you have kind of bred for yourself, have developed yourself, seeing them walk out the door or trading them away because the inevitable is going to happen in which you would lose them in free agency because someone would outbid you. That is not acceptable especially after seeing what the Royals have done recently, a small market team in Kansas City in the middle of nowhere. Compared to the nation's capital, they're dishing out big contracts to Bobby Witt Jr., someone who is a homegrown talent down on their farm system. They put a top pick in for him. He's a massive prospect. They've already extended him and wrapped him up. The Nationals have not done that over the years. That is knock number one. Now, getting into it with the learners, personally me, I need to see them probably go out at some point. I need them to see the other side of things here. And all with that said, they could probably spend money on their own. They could. 
even with this massive debacle now, they probably definitely, what am I saying? They absolutely could have spent more money than what they have been over the years. But with this massive mess as well, if it were to get resolved, would I want them necessarily to be just gone out of the way? You could talk me into them coming back here, not doing the best job, but also not doing the worst job. Because the thing is, whether we like it or not, they've had a championship pedigree over the years. The Nationals in 2012, they were built right. They were under Mike Rizzo's leadership here. You can say what you want, but the Nationals, when it mattered most, when their team was ready to win, Loner family, they stepped up to the plate and they spent their money. They went out and signed Daniel Murphy, who a lot of people were saying was too much money given to him. It was great. They went out and they signed Jason Ward before 2011, and he did pretty damn well here establishing a winning culture here. The Nationals, they've done all the right things under this learner ownership group. Now, with all that said, it has kind of been bad over the last few years. It's kind of gotten that rotten egg smell to it. It's not a good time here. A lot of Nationals fans are up in arms about this current situation, and ultimately, it just hasn't been a pretty process going forward. But with all that said, I think the Nationals, with the learners at the helm, they probably could get something done eventually. They could sell this team for maybe what they think is worth it. Because there's a lot of different avenues in which they could go and get more money at revenue into this team. You could, number one, sell the stadium rights. Why is Nationals Park still called Nationals Park and not name that sponsor? Geico, whatever it is. Capital One Park, whatever it may be. Why isn't that already in the door here? That is just one reason right then and there that you could look at and say, I'm going to need them to spend a little bit more money. Try to be a little bit smarter. And I'm sure there's a lot of business that goes into this as to why they haven't sold the naming rights, but there's a lot of different ways in which they could generate a little bit more value for this team. Number one of it, of course, is that we've talked about the first segment is Masson and what they do there. But the overwhelming fact of that is it's kind of out of their control. Major League Baseball, they've tried to step in in the past, but still what's in the contract is in the contract. Now with David Rubenstein buying the Orioles, and as well as Masson, that could kind of open up the door. And also not even to mention what with Bally Sports and what has been happening there. Eventually, Major League Baseball, they're going to uproot their regional sports network streaming channels and whatever they need to do here because Bally Sports is going under. We all know that. That's no joke. Something's going to happen eventually here. But with right now, what we can control at this time, I'm looking at the learners and saying, it's been a good run. Thank you for 2019. I just need some fresh eyes in the building here. I need someone to oversee this department here. And now again, it brings up the Ted Leonsis discussion with whether you want Ted Leonsis, whether you want the learners. It's a fine debate, you could say. Both of them aren't necessarily great owners. They've kind of been overshadowed at times with Dan Snyder here. And now that he's out the door here and you have Josh Harris owning the commanders, you kind of get to see what's happening with the learners and as well as Ted Leonsis here, as Ted Leonsis probably right now is not that popular amongst D.C. residents. You can have your opinion on him. That's not for here. You can check out the guys at Locked On Wizards as well as Locked On Capitals. They'll give you their Ted Leonsis takes. But sitting here today, I just need something. Show me something. Because the big problem that I've always had with the learners is that over the last few years, it seems as if they've had one foot in the door, but also one foot out, meaning... Mike Rizzo has said they have, are committed as ever. That is a real quote that he said over the last year. What did they do this offseason? They didn't do all too much. 
So if the Nationals and the Learners specifically, if they were to kind of get back into this thing, you could talk about all the different things that they have done well in the past in which, let's be honest, they've done some good things. If the Learners were to get the Masson deal situated under David Rubenstein, I think it opens up a big world of possibilities for what the Nationals could be once again. Because again, I'll say this, they aren't as bad as people think. They aren't. But also, they're not great. They're not good. They're a tick below average, in my opinion. Unfortunately, it's just gotten very loud over the years because of all the stars we've seen walk through the door. We'll just have to see what comes. But speaking of offseason additions that they have made, they did spend big. No, I'm kidding. Joey Gallo. I've got one interesting perspective. I think Joey Gallo could be a lot better than what people think. I've got a good friend of mine who may think otherwise. A Yankees fan, big diehard baseball fan. My guy, Dylan Nadler, he's going to talk to you and maybe just kind of be the wet blanket of this conversation, you could say. My eyes are wide open to Joey Gallo. We'll discuss that after I tell you guys about our friends over at FanDuel and guys. When we talk about FanDuel, you need to know that the Super Bowl is here. And happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And if you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. What I love to do is I like to get little hot dog wieners. You can do all different things, buffalo wings, little buffalo chicken dip, whatever you want. And I go with FanDuel because FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or maybe even 10. Not only you can bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel has also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. And we are back here to discuss Joey Gallo with one of my good friends, Dylan Nadler. Dylan, here, let me just give some background here first. Dylan is my roommate. I'm Dylan's roommate. Dylan is a massive Yankees fan. He's born and raised here in D.C., not a bandwagon Yankees fan. He's very legit fan. Very legit fan. We've had a lot of discussions about Joey Gallo in the past. So, Dylan, first off, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm happy to be here. It's a very, uh, very fun new experience for me. Exactly. This this will be a good time because Dylan and I banter a lot about Joey Gallo in the past. And you know what? I was like, we got to bring this to the airwaves here. Dylan's a big baseball fan here. Big Yankees fan. Here's the thing. I think Joey Gallo could have a pretty decent season for the Nationals. We all know the situation here. It's strikeout or it's home run. I'm fine with that. I'm good to sign up with that right here today because we all know that the Nationals, they need more power. Dylan, on the other hand, I don't necessarily think you're the biggest Joey Gallo fan. So Dylan, just give me some thoughts on Joey Gallo. What should we be expecting here in town? You need to expect uh, home runs. You need to expect, um, expect to be frustrated. He is, he's a nice guy. I, I, nothing personal against him, of course, but he is frustrating he he i mean i have a number for you right here um let me hear it so last season across 282 at bats he had 50 hits okay 21 of those were home runs 
Um, so almost almost fifty percent uh, home run clip uh, for Joe Gallo last year, um, and it's a bit. I have to preface it by saying that you know the Nats and the Yankees are different. I think Gallo will be a better fit in DC since there's a lot less pressure uh, to succeed. Uh, I think he'll do better with a team that isn't as competitive right now. See, and that's all the thing is where I think Joey Gallo, kind of what you said, being in the New York market, you know this perfectly well being a New York fan. It's different. Like you don't really have the media scrutiny as you would in Washington, D.C. Now, Washington, D.C., it's a big media market, but it's not New York. They don't have people up in your face grilling you on questions. And really just the coverage is just a little bit different here. We all know it here in town. Dylan, you know it. You're a Washington, D.C. guy, but as well, you follow New York sports. And I've seen you yell at Yankees players in the past. You've, I've seen you yelling at the TV before. I've yeah. seen you yell about Joey Gallo. But <laughs> I think it's going to be a little bit of a nice kind of change of scenery with things with Gallo. I think he could kind of turn things around here in D.C. I'm not saying he's going to be an all-star again. But number one, the guy just needed opportunities, I think. Mm-hmm. And batting under 200 is an issue. But with the Nationals and what they need right now, they need a left-handed power bat. Joey Gallo is that. And like you said, a 50% clip almost of just hitting home runs. Number one, that's just exciting. Number two, it kind of fixes a need. So what do you think with Joey Gallo? Like what's going to happen? Do you think it's going to blow up in our faces eventually? I don't think it will. I mean, I I honestly like the move just because it's a $5 million deal over one year. It's a prove it deal. Um, And it's not a sunk cost. You'll you'll survive. He sucks. Um, (laughs) And and like you like uh, like you said he uh, he's a he's a lefty power bat he's gonna hit bombs um, and he's gonna walk like we said earlier he's gonna walk back to the dugout when he strikes out <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah see that's that's uh, yeah. yeah let me let me stop you right there see that that is where that is where the New York fan comes out of you here that is where like that's what he told me I was like oh like like he walks a lot too and you're like yeah he walks back to the dugout and I was like all right that's that's me. That's a little. That's a little harsh, Dylan. Come you know, on. it's true. It's true. Gallo had it's a. True. He had a. You know, he had a long leash in New York. He's, you know, he's a Yankees fan growing up, and he's Italian. He's a perfect fit, but it doesn't matter if you can't hit. Um, you know, with a shift ban coming in last year, it you know it helped increase his batting average to a whopping one seventy seven. So yeah, like I said earlier, expect to be frustrated. He's a frustrating player. He's a very nice guy, though. A lot of fans in Texas are still very fond of him. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, Joey Gallo, he was on with Grant and Danny. As you know, that's who I work for. Mm -hmm. Uh, Joey Gallo was awesome. I mean, couldn't have been a nicer guy. He even joked about his batting average, and he was asked, like, what analytic do you look at? And he was like, well, if I looked at my batting average, it would, quote-unquote, make me want to throw up. Mm -hmm. So he gets it. He understands it. He strikes out a lot. He's got a low batting average. But still, his OPS plus is still above the major league average. That is something where, again, that is where the Nationals need to improve. The batting average, the Nationals, they had a top 10 batting average in baseball. How'd that do last year? Not all too much. Mm -hmm. So I think ultimately, not the end of the world, but Joey Gallo to D.C. Dylan, do you think he hits 25, 30 home runs at this point? If if you're lucky. I think he puts up at least 20. Um, Got to. you know, it's hard to project because he's such an interesting uh, player sometimes. He's very uh, inconsistent. He'll have a hot streak, he'll hit three home runs over four games, then, you know, the next day he's, you know, five strikeouts on five at-bats. Um, you know, I was talking to my dad earlier, and he's, you know, he's saying, uh, you know, Gallo has a hole in his swing the size of the Grand Canyon. And I, I <laughs> he said it, it, it encapsulates the Joey Gallo experience pretty well. Um, 
I can't stress enough how frustrating he can be because you just want him to hit. You know he can hit, and when he does hit, he hits bombs. But when he's not hitting, he looks like he should be in the minor league. I get that, and that that is one hundred percent true. By the way, like it at times it looks really bad, but here's also the thing: you know Nationals Park really well. It's your home. You've been there a lot. We've mm-hmm. gone to games with each other forever. Do you think Joey Gallo reaches the third deck? up in right field, and they have a red seat for him. Like where Kyle Schwarber has done in the past. I believe Adam Dunn has done it yeah. in his career. You think Joey Gallo gets one up in the third deck? You know, if there's one player on this Nats team that could do it, it is certainly Joey Gallo. Um, he has pop for days. He can really, you know, crush the ball uh, when he gets a hold of one. Um, but, you know, yeah, I think he could do it. If I could bet on it, I would. Yeah. See, if you're the bet over at FanDuel, FanDuel.com slash locked on. There we go. So, all right, Dylan, let me ask you a couple, two more real quick because Juan Soto's in town for the Yankees. That's our guy. And let me just say this, Dylan's second favorite team growing up in D.C. You you Mm -hmm. follow the Nationals as well. You follow Juan Soto forever. You follow Mm -hmm. the 2019 run. Juan Soto means almost as much to you as he does to me, but you understand that point. Now he's yours. What is it like with Soto, New York Yankees? It is elation. It's perfect. He is exactly what we've needed. He's a guy. He's he he is the opposite of Joey Gallo. Is what he is. Um, <laughs> that's, that's true. All he does is hit. I mean, all he does is hit. He hits and hits and hits. He doesn't strike out much. Mm-hmm. He plays hard. He plays the right way, and he fits in New York very well. Not not just that he's a lefty, but his his whole like energy. He wants to win. He wants to play for the big market. He wants to be the star, and I think he can. And I am you know begging that we resign him. Because, you know, he's a perfect fit. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. All right. This is, I'm, I'm going to throw this on Dylan real quick. This is something that I do with him all the time. Dylan knows every World Series champion just oh, based yeah. on the air. Dylan, uh, who won the 1991 World Series? Give me a tough one to start. I always hate 91. Oh, uh, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> all right. What about 93? Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll go one more here. Let's do 1981. Dodgers. Boom. It's, we go on for days here, but we could. We're, up, we're up on the <laughs> – I promise – I gave him the hard one first. I, knew, I think 91 was the Twins, if I remember correctly. Could be the Twins. Don't quote I, me on it, but it might be the Twins. All right, that's his, yeah. that is one of his secret skills that I'm sure listeners will get to learn over the time Dylan gets to come on here and talk some Nats with us. When the Yankees are in town, I guarantee you Dylan will be on this show. So I can tell you guys that for I'm sure. Ready. And of course, thank you all for making Locked On Nats your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. And of course, check us out over on YouTube. Just search Locked On Nationals there. Hit that subscriber button, and that is where you'll find us. I will catch you guys on the flip side. I'm Dylan Nadler. Thank you for joining us, Dylan. Thank myself, you. Ryan Clary. I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Have a good one.